0: Hello, everyone. it is february 18th, 2022 and this is our almost always and sometimes not uh friday edition of the missouri funeral directors and bombers association webcast and now a podcast as well for those of you who prefer listening to this as you're driving around had a bit of a cold day here yesterday in jefferson city and a lot of ice so we were closed down we appreciate uh, everyone who uh, held off on uh, contacting us until today Uh, because it looked like we didn't have anybody that had any urgent emergencies yesterday. So that was good. Uh, But we have been uh, dealing with a lot of people today that held off on their questions or requests. So it's been busy here in Jefferson City. Busy Friday. Uh, Housekeeping things before we get into the substance of today. Uh, The office will be closed Monday. That is President's Day. That is a holiday. Uh, I am going to be out visiting some funeral homes uh, on Monday. Uh, But uh, the office will be closed. So also state offices are closed as well. So you won't be getting any death certificates or amendments or anything like that from Jefferson City. That's just not going to happen. Uh, Some other news here in Jefferson City, just to keep you posted on some things we talked about before. The Senate is still having issues with the redistricting map. They did take a break from the filibusters to at least get some committee hearings going. So there were a couple of committee hearings on the budget issues and on the pay scale. Uh, one potentially good news for a lot of people is that at least the committee did advance uh, a little bit, uh, getting closer closer and closer to it. Uh, a budget situation that would increase the pay of state workers. As you uh, may or may not know, uh, Missouri has one of the lowest pay rates for state workers. And although we have some very, very good and wonderful people that work for the state of Missouri, it's often hard to retain them. We have several uh, departments here in uh, Jefferson City. uh, and Of course, they have people throughout the state who the turnover rate is incredible because they can get higher paying jobs elsewhere. So it's hard to keep those really good employees. And there are a lot of them, but it's hard to keep them. And it's hard to attract new ones because of uh, the pay scale right now. So at least there is some uh, movement on the budget request to increase state workers pay Uh, in other interesting news. And you didn't see it there was some more uh, fireworks on the Senate floor This week, uh, one of the senators uh, who was involved in the filibustering of the uh, redistricting map wore overalls onto the floor of the Senate and the Senate leadership decided that was not meeting the decorum rules for the Senate. So they asked that person to uh, not be in overalls. They didn't comply with that request. Then they were asked to apologize for wearing overalls. He didn't apologize apparently. So he has been removed from uh, most of his committee assignments until he apologizes for wearing overalls. That's where we're at in Jefferson city right now. We are fighting over overalls. Okay. Uh, so people call me up and ask me about, wait you know, what about these other bills we're interested in or these other uh, appointments that we're interested in or these other budgetary items like getting more money for the, death certificate computer system. Well, we might get to some of those someday, but first we have to solve the overall issue here in Jefferson City. Now, the big news this week that uh, a lot of you already know if you've been following the emails we sent out, but we know not everyone looks at the emails, and I have some additional information that's not in the emails, has to do with our good friends at FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, and their uh, COVID-related death final uh, disposition reimbursement program. According to a news release that FEMA just sent out this week, less than one half of the people who are eligible to get money from the federal emergency management agency to reimburse them for the costs of a funeral for someone who died as a result, or as contributed to COVID-19, less than half of those people have applied and gotten the money. So there there's more than half of the people who are eligible to get up to $9,000 from the federal government have not even applied. Now we did have some trouble this week and I'm glad to say that the uh, funeral directors association, your funeral directors association really did a great job this week, not just here at the office, but our members out there who alerted us to problems and then helped us get information to solve at least hopefully, those problems. As we pointed out in the emails on Friday, we learned that there were a number of families out there that were given information that was contrary to what we had been telling people and what we had been told by the uppity ups at FEMA. Three basic things were being told to people that were wrong. First off, people are being told that the short form death certificate, the normal death certificate you get from your uh, health department uh, or that you order, they were told that the short forms were not good enough that you needed the great big long form death certificate well that's wrong you do not need the long form the short form is good enough we reached out to the fema regional people went all the way up they reviewed everything and they confirmed that the short form what most people call the short form death certificate is valid because it has on there the cause of death and if the cause of death was COVID 19 or COVID-19 contributed to the cause of death. That is all the family needs. I'll get to, uh, what to deal with problems in just a second, what to do about these problems in just a second. The second thing that some families were being told is that, that they had to have actually paid the bill. They needed to have a receipt, a receipt from the funeral home that said the bill has been paid in full before their claim could be processed. That is also wrong as we were told directly by the head of the FEMA person who's in charge of this, about a year ago, that no, you do not have to have had to pay the bill yet. Now, if you haven't paid the bill, you need to have a funeral contract. You need to have something that obligates the person to pay the funeral home, where you have arranged for the goods and services that you have signed a piece of paper that says you are going to pay for the goods and services. And of course that has the amount of those goods and services on that. You do need to have a funeral contract. And again, when we first approached FEMA about this, the first person that we talked to said, no, no, that's, you, you do have to have the bill paid. The bill must be paid because uh, the guidelines changed recently, but FEMA didn't tell anybody. And we said, ah, that doesn't sound right. That does not sound right at all. Cause we heard from the very top person that said the bill does not have to be paid. And they said, well, we'll get back to you on that. Well, goodness gracious, they did get back to us on that. And they said, basically, uh, you were right, we were wrong. Now, how many times do you have somebody from the government say you were right and we were wrong? I'll give them credit because they did. Because after that double, triple and quadruple checking, they uh, determined that that was correct. What we were telling people that you do not have to pay in full the funeral bill before you get reimbursed. All you need is that funeral contract. Now, what they told us was if you haven't paid the bill yet, if you don't have an invoice, that's stamped paid. All you've got is the funeral contract that obligates you to pay the bill. Then FEMA will probably be contacting the funeral home to what they call verify to verify the contract, to make sure that it is a valid funeral contract, a valid obligation that these people have. Well, that's not new. We told all of our members more than a year ago that that's what the program was. That if the bill has not been paid yet, you might be getting contacted from FEMA to uh, verify that this contract has in fact been entered into, that you are planning to do the goods and services and that the family owes you that money. So if you get contacted from FEMA, It's not a scam, they really are checking on it. Now you may wanna check with your family to make sure that they have applied for this FEMA reimbursement, check with them. If you have any suspicions, the FEMA people will give you the uh, information so that you can call them back. They're supposed to anyway, we'll get into the issues about supposed to in just a second. So that's the second thing that people had trouble with, being told that the bill had to be paid in full and that is not correct. They do not have to have paid the funeral bill yet they just have to have a contract that says they're going to pay the bill. The last thing that a few people were told was that the funeral or cremation or other final disposition, that had to have already happened. It can't be planned in the future. But you must have right now a, uh, something that shows the funeral took place and then you can get reimbursed. That is also wrong. No, the funeral goods and services do not have to have been provided yet. It can be something that you plan a month from now or two months from now or whatever it is uh, a week from now. In any case, you do not have to have had the funeral, the cremation, or the final disposition. The person is still eligible for that as long as they have committed and obligated themselves to pay the bill. So what happened was we got alerted to these problems on Friday from a, a couple different of our member funeral homes out there by, um Monday, uh, which was Valentine's Day, uh, we were able to uh, get a hold of people at FEMA to find out exactly, uh, you know, what's going on here and make sure we're talking to the right people. Uh, I had some contact information. From the folks that were at our convention last year if you remember we had a fema representative at our convention last year going over all this well of course i still had their contact information so i got a hold of them they got me in touch with somebody else it was even higher up than them and by tuesday we had all of these problems solved i put "solved" in quotation marks here um, so by friday we were alerted to the problem by tuesday we had gotten the correct information that these families were eligible even though they had not paid the bill even though they had a short form death certificate and even though the funeral had not yet taken place but here's why this problem is happening when you call that uh toll-free number and that's how you have to start this process you can't start the process online you have to call the toll-free number and when you call that toll-free number you're going to a call center and these call centers like all call centers, have a lot of turnover and they apparently have hired a lot more people. And so there's a very good chance whoever calls that toll-free number to start the claims process is getting somebody who has been on the job not very long, who has got a three ring binder or a checklist with their script and what it is they're supposed to say and what it is they're supposed to do. And they may or may not understand all the rules. Also keep in mind, you know, that call center is probably covering many, many states. So they're getting people from all over with different states, and the different states have different regulations and different forms and different procedures. And FEMA uppity ups are, of course, sending memos down to the call center to say this is how you should do things. This was a mistake. This is the way it should be, etc., etc. etc. And maybe the person with the headset on in the cubicle at the call center, uh, maybe they didn't get the memo or maybe they got the memo and haven't read it yet, or maybe they read it and don't quite understand what it means. So that is most likely the problem is we have the frontline people that you call it FEMA uh, did not understand everything. Of course, some of the uppity ups it sounded like didn't quite understand, but we have a commitment from the FEMA seven, Missouri is part of, FEMA region seven, but we have a commitment from the, uh, high up at the at FEMA region seven, that they are going to be sending clarification, uh, communications out to all their call centers and all the frontline people to make it clear that the short form is okay, that the, uh, bill does not have to have been paid so long as they have a contract, which may need to be verified and that the funeral has not had to have happened yet. So, You might, however, there's always a chance, you, the family, the applicant, it's always a chance that the applicant might run into one of these call center people, maybe somebody who's just their first day on the job that isn't getting it correct. They don't have the right information. The FEMA Region 7 uppity-up said if that happens, they should ask for a supervisor. Don't try to argue with the call center person. Don't try to convince them that they're wrong ask for a supervisor because the supervisors are going to get all this information uh, probably before all the frontline people do, or at least they should be better aware of what the rules are. If even getting to a supervisor doesn't solve the problem, contact us here in Jefferson city. We have already successfully, this is since last Friday, successfully gotten three families approval who had been denied they had been told that they didn't have the right documentation, they've been told they weren't doing things right. The funeral home sent us the information here at the office. We forwarded it to our con- the contact folks, the information we have at FEMA. FEMA looked into it and all three of those have been approved. At least that's what we had the email I got yesterday. So, we can get things done. If you ever anybody ever ask what has your association done for the funeral service profession recently? Well, that's what we did this week. So that's very good. The information that we would need if you need us to uh, bypass the call center and you can't get a hold of a supervisor or the supervisor's not helping you. Of course, we need the name of the deceased. We need where the person passed away, especially the county. Date of death, okay? Social security number is very helpful and if the family has a death reimbursement claim number, if they've got that number that will also speed things up too there's a many a several digit number that is issued to every one of these claims and if they have that claim number that will help us speed things along as well so if you need that assistance please feel free to contact us email that information we will get it in a format that we know that the uh, uh, fema people recognize and understand what's going on and we'll send it off to them. So that is the uh, news from FEMA. Now, for those of you who may not know, or if you need to get this to the family, like I said before, in order to start the claim process, you do need to start off by phoning. And let's see if I can get this done here, right? Okay. I'm going to, get out of the way here. All right. The number that people need to dial for funeral assistance helpline is eight four, four, six, eight, four, six, three, 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 eight, four, four, six, eight, four, three, 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 three. And if you have someone that has a, a disability or otherwise cannot use a telephone, there are other options available for that. In which case then they need to go to FEMA.gov, f e-m a dot g forward slash disaster, forward slash coronavirus, forward slash economic, forward slash funeral dash assistance. If you go to the FEMA page and you search for funeral assistance, it will eventually pop up. So that's the number that you need to call. You can tell the families that if this death was related to COVID, and COVID does not have to be listed as the main cause of death. It does have to be one of the contributing factors. It needs to be on the death certificate some way, somehow. They are eligible to up to $9,000 from the federal government to help cover the cost of that final disposition. So some questions we've gotten this week, since we sent the emails out, well, what if the funeral only costs $6,000? How much do they get? $6,000. It's not just a $9,000 check that they send people. They will take a look at the funeral bill or the funeral contract and they will send them that amount. So if they have already contracted with you for a certain level of funeral and they haven't applied yet for funds, can they add more? Can they upgrade the casket? Can they get a better headstone? Yes, they can. Make sure that they get it all in before they make that application, because I understand it is not easy to amend your application once you started it. So you wanna have all of those expenses and costs um, already on the either on the bill, if they paid it, or the uh, statement of goods and services, if they haven't paid it yet, or the funeral contract, the cremation contract, whatever it is that you've got documentation-wise, uh, let them know that, uh, the FEMA will pay Of course has to be legitimate. Expenses related to the final disposition, but they will pay up to $9,000. So if they're currently sitting at a $6,000 level and they haven't applied yet and they'd like to get a nicer headstone or a nicer casket or a vault or something like that, uh, they should be able to do that. Uh, get all that paperwork together before they call the eight four four number. The biggest problem, however, with this program, and it's something that we cannot fix, is that FEMA will not send the money to the funeral home. They won't do that. They are only going to send it to a human being person, not uh, associated with the funeral home, that's part of the family or part one of the people who uh, paid or is obligating themselves to pay the funeral bill. That leaves you open to the situation where a family has already done the funeral, they owe you the money, you already did it, they owe you the money and they said they're going to apply for FEMA money and they apply and they get the money and they don't pay you. Just like the problem we have with the Crime Victims Compensation Fund and some other things like some of these GoFundMe accounts that pop up, uh, there's nothing that we can do to get FEMA to send the money to the funeral home, they will not do it. So it boils down to our, do you trust the family? Do you trust the people you're dealing with? They tell you that uh, they don't have the money now, they want a $9,000 funeral, they're gonna to apply to FEMA, and as soon as they get the FEMA the money, they'll give you the check. Most people are honest, most people will do the right thing, but not all of them will. So have you dealt with these people before? Do you know them? Do you trust them? If they don't pay you, you're now stuck in a situation where you're gonna to have to send a bill collector after them or file a small claims court action or do something else to recover the money. And we all know that that's difficult, uh, time consuming, and uh, is not always great public relations in your neighborhood in these days of Facebooks where people you know, can make up things and post it and you wind up playing defense. Uh, Even though you didn't do anything wrong. So think ahead. Uh, If the family says, we're not going to pay you right now, but we'll pay you when we get the FEMA money. Are you comfortable with that? Do you trust them? Again, most people are honest. Most people will do the right thing, but we all know that not everybody is that way. So that's what we've got today. That is the FEMA update and the uh, snowy, icy conditions here in Jefferson City. The roads were clear today, so that was good we got in. Uh, Hope that everyone was safe over the last day or so. We had a lot of snow and ice in different parts of the state. And I just wanna leave you uh, as we close off today with the favorite headline. This is a local news station here in town. And the headline that appeared on their webpage, was snow and ice accumulation complicates road clearing yeah (laughs) that's snow and ice accumulation complicates road clearing well yeah that's that's kind of the whole reason you need to clear the roads was because of the snow and ice if there was no accumulation you Anyway, that's (laughs) uh, that, uh, you know, they don't pay me to write their headlines for them, but uh, uh, maybe they should. Well, that's all we have today. Next week, hopefully we'll get some more activity over at the uh, Senate. The House of Representatives, the Missouri House of Representatives, they are moving along. They are passing a lot of bills. They are uh, moving forward with the committee hearings. But nothing as of today, the Senate has not the Missouri Senate has not passed one single piece of legislation, not one. And assuming they somehow get past the filibustering and get past this uh, uh, deadlock that they're having on a couple of issues, they did put the uh, redistricting aside. They stopped that filibuster for the time being, but sure enough, as soon as some other things came up, some school issues, that got deadlocked as well over some of the the same concerns and issues that that people are having. Again, it doesn't matter which side you're on. I don't care which side you're on on any of these issues. But the problem we have now is the dispute over these issues is putting a whole lot of important, necessary uh, legislation and other activities at risk. Missouri has until I believe it's March 24th, March 24th, to approve the supplemental appropriations budget. If they fail to do certain things by March 24th, 4th, uh, I think that's the date, uh, Missouri is at risk to lose $1.9 billion. That's billion with a B, $1.9 billion in federal money. So that's what we're looking at. That's the stakes that we're involved with right now. Potentially $1.9 billion in federal money would have to be returned to Washington, D.C. if the uh, Missouri legislature can't get some things done. And as of right now, not a lot has gotten done. So uh, regardless of which side the issue you're on, on any of these redistricting, school issues, things like that, eh, you might want to drop your uh, senator and representative a note saying that uh, don't, let your dispute over this issue stop you from doing other things that absolutely need to be done because there are some things that absolutely need to be done and i am optimistic that eventually they'll work something out but i'm sure they would like to hear from you and from their constituents so that they know their constituents are aware that there are some things that really are important and Just because you've got one important thing to you over here doesn't mean that these other important things over here don't also need to move forward. Well, that's my two cents worth. If you disagree with me, that's fine. Just let me know. Let us know. And let us know how you're handling this FEMA situation, how things are going with you and your families on that. If what we've told you this week, you can solve the problem by X, Y, and Z. If X, Y, and Z is not working, let us know and we'll try to find another letter. And again, this is the number that your families should be calling if they have not yet started the application process. And as you can see, they're open Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Eastern Time Monday, through Friday, but they're also going to be off on uh, federal holidays, of which uh, Monday is one of them. So until next time, everybody stay warm, and of course, stay safe.